easily find a really good freelancer if you will by looking at the reviews and ratings and choosing like the top picks there's so many people on there and there's so much difference of quality but if you use their ratings and pay like a little bit more than like the average you're going to get good results and i haven't had a bad experience yet so that's that's a good sign welcome to unmiss your go-to digital marketing hub i'm anatoly ulatovsky here with expert tips and exclusive chats to boost your online game Let's get started. Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. Hello, bad people. Welcome to our show. Hello, welcome. Today we are going to discuss about branding, how you can create brand awareness, how you can win customers, how you can get results and many other things we are going to discuss because today it's very important to pay attention to create your strong brand recognition. I'm not sure about the future. I don't know which channels will work, work. but if you have this brand recognition, all channels will work great. I'm so excited to discuss a lot more with Jacob Kass. How are you? Oh, hello. Hello, everyone. I love the energy. Thank you so much for having me. Looking forward to talking about brand and growth and all those good things. Nice, nice. Yeah, uh, I love these topics and uh, I spent a lot of time on SEO uh, to get results with SEO, to win organic reach on social media. But I found nothing works well if you have no strong brand recognition. It doesn't matter organic reach, paid marketing. You need to have this recognition. You need to, customers need to know you before deciding to cooperate or do anything yeah. else. Before we start, just tell more about your self-experience, background, and why you decided to share with us about branding. So I'll share my experience. Uh, at my heart, I'm a designer. I classically trained as a graphic designer. These days I'm a brand designer, so I help brands grow through strategy, design, and marketing. I'm a bunch of other things. I'm a pod- podcast host. I have a podcast on just uh, on branding. It's called Just Branding. I have a community for creatives to help them grow and level up. And my main agency, Just Creative, is uh, my like bread and butter. It's the, uh, the company I've owned since about 2007. It's, um, it's a brand design agency, it's the, the community, it's the platform for my podcast and everything. Basically, that's my, my brand. It's a personal brand, it's a business brand. So we can have a chat about that. But yeah, I also have a lot of expertise in uh, marketing, SEO, affiliate marketing, uh, and yeah, everything in between. So this is like awesome cross section of business, marketing, brand and design. So there's a lot to unpack there. But uh, yeah, let's dive in. Nice, nice. Love it, love it. Jacob, I want to start uh, from a very simple question. Uh, if we have limited resources, uh, where to pay more attention to personal or business branding? I know even big companies have limited resources. And uh, I get this question a lot. Uh, where to start, what to do? Do we need to grow personal accounts of CEOs, uh, executives, or is better to uh, build brand recognition uh, for companies? Because I see when... Uh, people can share some uh, new pages on social media it gets a lot more engagement because people uh, wanna cooperate with people and they trust people so uh, let us know where to start yeah. what to do okay. if so we start from scratch. i'll just reframe the question because i don't think there's a better uh answer okay. here it's more about uh what are your goals what's the intention here and who are you trying to connect with that's what we need to discuss so whether or not it's a personal or business brand, you have, those goals may differ. When it comes to reach and awareness, it's easy to answer that because you know, people connect with people better versus a faceless corporation. 
and you can just look at brands like Tesla and Elon Musk. You, Elon Musk has uh, millions of followers and Tesla, I don't, I don't even know how many, but it's much less than that. And it's the same for uh, like all the other brands out there, you know, like Richard Branson and Virgin as another example. The people, the personal brand always has uh, more traction because it's personal, but whether it's a little bit different about how you go about, you know, brand awareness and reach and how you communicate. So there are some nuances, but at, at its core branding uh, is the same, like the same principles apply. It's just how you go about it. That's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And you mentioned uh, Elon Musk and Tesla, but you can mention Elon Musk and X or Twitter. Hey, yeah, that's not fair there. <laughs> you can see the different side. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's a downfall of personal branding. Like it can pull a business down as well. And it can also um, um, you know, elevate it too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I hope the future will be great for X, uh, but today it's tough. Uh, and Elon Musk decided to uh, take the social media without any experience to change the world. He, he knows how to change the world, but he doesn't know how to change social media without experience. But we'll see. I hope everything will be fine. Uh, Jacob, I want to ask uh, about methods. Uh, let's imagine uh, we decided to create brand awareness for companies because in most cases I have uh, some companies in my uh, case. Um, I have uh, followers from companies that want to grow uh, business brands. But uh, can you tell where to start? Because method, we have a lot of methods, PR, digital marketing, social media, organic reach, paid marketing. Uh, and it's tough to choose one the best channel uh, and probably we have no one the best channel it depends uh, as you mentioned before but uh, let us know how to choose the right way you have to think about who your customer is and where they hang out so it's it's not about necessarily you it's more about who you're trying to connect with where did where do they live online how do they interact maybe it's not even social media maybe it's private groups maybe it's offline so it's 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 more about getting your thinking getting your mind thinking about where they are and yeah, adapting your strategy to that need. So for example, I'm a designer. There's a lot of designers on Instagram. It's a very visual platform. There's less designers on Twitter in comparison. So a lot of designers focus on Instagram to connect with other designers on there. That's not to say that they aren't on Twitter. It's just gonna be uh, less of them, but it also could be a different way to connect and reach different people. So there's different strategies there. And that's what, um, you know, what it comes down to. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I think, you know, uh, most marketing guys, uh, specialists can tell it's better to find where your audience is. But I think it's better to think about your life on social media first. <laughs> you know, because, for example, yeah. if I want to grow my, uh, let's imagine my audience is uh, on Facebook. But if I don't like Facebook, why I need to spend my time there if I can do it on LinkedIn? I, I like this more. And um, I see uh, it's a big struggle for many companies that are trying to achieve their audience on uh, social media that they don't like. And for example, uh, you can even find people, your audience on TikTok, you know, and the last time I can see a lot when B2B companies jump on TikTok and many years ago, all these companies criticize TikTok today. <laughs> they create accounts and create these short videos. And I think it's a good idea. You need to love social media. Uh, if you dislike, you can burn out 
in some time, you can give up and, uh, and, and think, okay, it doesn't work for me, it's better to change approaches. So can, can you tell about, uh, for example, let's imagine, uh, I know where my audience is, uh, I know that I like the social media, but how to stand out from the rest? Because at any social media, we have high competition. Uh, and um, I see when companies uh, post content around six months without any results, without anything, you know, uh, but um, I think it's okay. That's normal. Just uh, to be patient, uh, engage with others. So let us know about patience because you can create brand awareness overnight. So any tips about that? Yeah. Well, you have to understand branding is a long-term game. And what you're trying to do is make uh, an impression on the customer. And you do that by providing value and by providing value, you build trust. So you can choose the platform that's best for you and your needs and your personal preferences. You know, some ways you could break it down is like, well, do you like writing or do you like video or do you like writing, uh, creating graphics? They're going to kind of dictate where you go. For example, Reels uh, on Instagram and TikTok if you prefer video or LinkedIn or Twitter if you prefer writing. So there's different uh, ways you can think about it. It's, it's hard to do both really, really well. Either you're a really great video creator or a really great writer. I don't see often where you know, people are winning both. Uh, it's pretty rare, uh, but if you're starting now, that's a good way to think about it. Like, am I going to write or am I going to create videos uh, or visual content? Yeah, so, yeah. I agree. You, you can become <laughs> jack of all trades, you know, if you write, record uh, and film. Um, you you yeah, that's a good, good idea to repurpose content, you know, when you create a few formats. For example, you yes. can write articles to repurpose to a video format. Uh, we have a bunch of tools that can help with that. But I agree, you know, I know uh, the best results usually get someone who pays attention to one specific uh, method. Even if best practices can tell you need to film videos, but if you are great with writing, if you like to write, uh, Seth Godin, uh, Stephen King don't care about <laughs> human videos on TikTok because they're good with writing and uh, you can win a lot of customers uh, to write great text. And uh, yeah, uh, Jacob, I want to ask about value. You know, today most customers don't buy from un unrecognizable brands, but we need to create this brand awareness and that means we need to share value. Can you tell how to share this value and uh, bring something new because it's not about value. I think uh, it's not valuable if you bring something that others can share. You need to stand out from the rest and bring new value. So any tips how to do it right? <laughs> Yeah, well, new value is different for everyone because, you know, someone may not have seen that idea or content. So it could be new to the next person. So it's, I don't think anything is truly new. Like all these ideas are already out there. It's just a different reframe, whoever's writing it. So people do get held up on this. Like I have nothing new to share, but it's, it's your experience, your point of view that makes it unique. So that's the perspective and lens you need to think about this. And you mentioned volume. You know, often people get held up on how often to post and I don't have time for this. I, I say just be consistent, show up as much as you can. And if you can commit to once a week, do that. But if you can do it once a day, do that. You have to manage your time and your commitment levels and just be consistent. That's the, the, the simplest way to put it, just show up. And that's how you get seen, that's how you connect and that's how you make progress. Nice, yeah. Jacob. I want to ask about your strong side, your personal strong side. And let me explain why I'm asking about that. You know, 
I spoke with a lot of great branding experts. Uh, we can find today a million brand experts online. <laughs> no, LinkedIn, Upwork, everywhere. But uh, I, I think uh, everyone has own strong side. Let us know about your strong side and why customers need to cooperate with you compared to others and why. Just so I'm understanding that you're you're saying compare my what site? My front site, did you say? Uh, strong site. My strong site? Yes, of Is course. That what you mean? Yeah. Okay, I mean, so like, just... uh, compare yourself with other uh, branding experts. <clears throat> okay, so my site is just creative, and I mentioned this at the, the start. It's my business and my platform. So that is my, you know, my strongest site, and that is what I've used as the backbone of my business since 2007. So it is it has been driven by SEO and you know a very well-optimized site. There's a lot of links and there's a lot of clout on there. We grew it um, exponentially fast in 21 and 22 during COVID. The recent updates uh, killed our site pretty much. Like we lost about 80% uh, in the past year. So I want to be transparent about that. Um, there's a lot of ups and downs uh, with SEO. Uh, and we scaled from about 200,000 a month to a million in about a year. And then we crashed down to about 100,000 now. So it's, um, it's, it's crazy how things go, but we're working on it. And yeah, that's our main site. So I'm not sure what you want to dig into on the site, but I'm happy to answer. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, let's talk about ASIO. So basically you use ASIO to create brand awareness. Uh, if you can share how you create ASIO strategy, because according to data, uh, most companies have no documented content strategy. They just... Mm. chase what competitors have, uh, create the same topics. So uh, if you use SEO to create brand awareness, how you choose topics and connect with uh, buying persona, connect with buying journey, any tips about that? Yeah. Okay. So I have two audiences. I have designers and creatives as like one bucket. Then I have entrepreneurs and business owners as another bucket. So they're my two kind of uh, people I'm going after. So my content strategy is based around those two audiences. So for designers, I have a lot of resources for them, such as you know, best font articles or best tech gear to um, promote to them or uh, even resources on like how much for a logo design or the logo design process. And this is where it gets interesting. A lot of those uh, content ideas actually overlap with the business owners. So if, they, if you think about the top of the funnel for a business owner, they may be looking for a logo design and like, well, how much does a logo design cost? What's the process of logo design? So that sort of content is useful for both. And that's the strategy that's most useful because A, it can be evergreen and it helps them, uh, people at the top of the funnel. So you get that brand awareness and um, it also helps designers and that leads down to, you know, getting them on your email list and then you can to share more value and, uh, you know, build that trust even further. On the, the business side, so it's a lot of other, so the, the business owners, entrepreneurs, it's more like educational pieces Whereas the design is, it's more resource based and there's a lot of affiliate uh, links in those sort of articles. So articles like best laptops for designers or best fonts, they're like their listicles that um, are very useful for designers. And, you know, I get a cut if someone buys something from the link and um, so does the provider and at no extra cost for the, you know, the user. So that's, um, yeah, that's it in a, a nutshell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, 
Jacob, I, I want to ask about uh, how to stand out from the rest in SEO because in most cases we uh, create topics for evergreen content. I mean, like uh, content uh, that are not expired. Of course, it, it can be expired, but we can update. But uh, how to stand out from the rest? Because if you mentioned a few times uh, to to stand to be different, I don't know, something like this. But uh, if we uh, take topics, it means we need to bring value to topics that exist and uh, to stand out from the rest and don't forget about user intent. I think uh, yeah. I see when companies can misunderstand user intent and uh, standing out from the rest. Uh, you need to bring something new. You need to bring something different but consider user intent so uh, can you tell how to do it right <laughs> yes well it's 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 changing so the past year google has changed um so much in terms of how they're ranking content so what used to rank is not working so well now and they're putting so much emphasis on eat and i won't get into all the um techni technicalities of this but to stand out you have to understand the user but also give a fresh perspective on the the topic and it doesn't have when i say fresh it doesn't have to be like um totally new it's just your lens and your experience being brought to the table and that's how you're going to stand out especially with all this ai content coming in how can you show your expertise your point of view illustrate it share you know options share uh, your opinions share alternatives that sort of um difference can really elevate your content over the rest and it used to be based on you know word volume that you know you could rank pretty well now it's about how helpful the content is and how quickly you answer the user's intent so for example if you're they're asking you know how much for a logo design if they get to your page and they have to scroll down you know 3000 words to get that answer that is not deemed helpful anymore but before maybe a year or so ago because the content was so well documented and it was very extensive you know it was a very long article it was ranking pretty well and yeah things have changed so now it's about helpful helpfulness and how quickly you can answer the user's intent so yeah hopefully that helps with standing out uh yeah some yeah, simple nice. answer, but yeah of course of course and um jacob i want to ask about uh creating this content um uh, it's a big challenge for most companies it's a big challenge and i remember in 2008, when I started my digital journey, we hired a team of writers who wrote about anything. I gave them topics, weight loss, uh, finance, anything. They wrote, Google ranked. Uh, many things changed since this time. Google updated the system. It's not even about Google. It's more about competition. Uh, and uh, mm -hmm. many companies jumped on this field to create content. And today, a lot of content are overwhelmed you can find uh, mm. content for any topics uh, if you search any keyword you can see a million <laughs> pages we, we yeah. don't check even three pages sometimes we can check 10 pages but in most cases people open a few pages not more and and i want to ask how to you mentioned about experience expertise something like this and uh, i know today we don't cooperate with writers uh, who don't know the topic so basically if i see that uh, writers can tell i can create content about weight loss and finance 
no 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 we can't cooperate because i see uh, it's not focus uh, and people become jack of all trades as we mentioned mm-hmm. before but ca- can you tell how to find these great writers who can uh, and and uh, one more uh, if you can help your customers to create this content do you search for these writers or any tips how to do it right yeah absolutely you need an expert on the topic and i i've also struggled with this because design is a niche and i'm asking writers to talk about design when they have no design background. So it's very clear that the designer hasn't got, or the writer hasn't got design expertise or any background in it. So I've had to, you know, get rid of a couple of, well, not get rid of, but not use them for that sort of content. So you do have to pick and choose. And, you know, they, the easiest way is to find someone in that topic. So for example, uh, NFTs and crypto were, was pretty big like two years ago. So I was kind of, getting into that space to and helping designers enter the world of NFTs. So I was hiring uh, expert writers in that area and they had, you know, better knowledge than, than other generic writers. Uh, forgive that word. I don't like the word generic, but yeah. it's, um yeah, you do have to find the right writer for your topic. So how, how you can do that, you know, job, job boards. I've had success on places like uh, Upwork, Fiverr, onlinejobs.ph you can get some writers out of uh, the philippines and you know it's pretty pretty good rates and yeah that's where i've had success mm-hmm. nice i never thought that it's possible to find great writers on i fiverr <laughs> you know on upwork yeah it's possible yeah, you'd but... be surprised like I've, I've been using it much more I, I did have this anti like fiverr mindset and i i've given it a go and they have improved so much more from when i used it like i don't even know like Ooh. three five years ago and the rating systems that they use, you can easily find a really good freelancer, if you will, by looking at the reviews and ratings and choosing like the top picks. There's so many people on there and there's so much difference of quality, but if you use their ratings and pay like a little bit more than like the average, you're gonna get good results. And I haven't had a bad experience uh, yet. So that's, that's a good sign. Yeah, nice, yeah, I need to give one more chance you know to fiverr to check it <laughs> and uh, jacob uh, you mentioned many times about design and uh, i i see when uh, companies uh, need to create this design um, and you know it, it depends on users sometimes we don't need to write a lot of text to write long content uh, if users are looking for design for example my wife she doesn't care about this text. She doesn't read them. She just checks this new uh, clothes, dresses, and uh, it's enough to uh, to convince you. Uh, yeah. And uh, can you tell about design topics? Uh, how to find this balance between writing and uh, visuals to create high quality images? And w- where we need to pay more attention if we take these topics? Yeah, images are un- under... Um... What's the right word? Not underpriced, uh, undervalued, uh, not like the underdog here. Uh, mm-hmm. I think people overlook the value of images and how people search by images, especially on Google. And if you're not using unique images, your articles aren't going to get found. So people do scroll uh, and look at the imagery and, you know, call outs, they scan. They don't generally read all the, the subcopy, especially a small subcopy. So whatever you can do to bring visual interest to the page and to communicate uh, an idea very effectively in an image or with a pull quote or anything else that's going to make the reader find the answer quicker, that is what you should be aiming for. 
So whether or not it's an image or a, a large block of text that's like a bit larger than the rest, there's different ways to you know stand out. So yeah, don't, don't overlook images, that's for sure. Yeah, nice, nice. And um, I wanna ask about one topic that it's tough to ignore today. Uh, that was uh, that was simple yesterday, impossible tomorrow about AI. You know, mm. uh, and uh, I speak a lot with AI experts. Uh, and uh, personally, I grew my results with AI. Uh, and some websites we work a lot in investing trading niche and we grew them from zero to 2000 followers uh, not followers <laughs> uh, people a day and uh, and um, uh, that's cool because uh, we compete with billion dollar companies big companies uh, well-known brands but we found the way how to get this traffic and yeah many goals on this topic but i want to ask about ai because i use a lot ai to get these results i see a different side of this coin uh five percent of marketers and content creators lost their jobs when chat gpt appealed and um, i'm not sure that uh, these tools replace these people uh, people who adapted to ai can replace them so basically uh, i'm using ai if i don't use ai to get my to get results someone will replace me so you need to adapt fast and i want to ask you how you use ai and uh, how it can help you to grow results yeah, I use AI every day, pretty much. Uh, ChatGPT is my my go-to. I use Midjourney as well, as well as the Adobe Suite. There's a lot of AI built in into the design tools uh, there. So that's what I'm how I'm using AI, and occasionally uh, a few other tools. But they're generally my 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 go-tos, and I'm using it more for image creation, mood board creation, idea um, generation, you know, customer profiles, um, even some you know data crunching some um, you know strategy work as well so there's a it's a very diverse way I use it I'm not doing so much writing um, like blog writing using SEO I have some writers that are helping out with that they use AI a little bit not too much we still try to focus on the the human side of things and that's I think a, a big point of difference for us is we're not not using it too much whether or not that's the, the right thing to do is, you know, it's another question. That's what the gray area is right now. I do believe that people using AI are going to be more productive. They're going to put out more content. It's going to be much more um, lucrative in the long term. Uh, so I see it as a tool to improve your productivity, productivity and efficiency. And mm -hmm. that's the mindset I have with AI. I still think humans need to give it the right input and uh, edit appropriately to give the most value and that's what's going to eventually bubble to the top yeah i agree i i couldn't agree more and uh, we use ai to write press releases and uh, we got mentions on cnn bloomberg coindesk uh, investing.com nice. big websites business insider and we use ai to write press releases and if cnn can accept this press release it means quality yes <laughs> you can't yeah, choose I'm, cnn <laughs> you know some of the, the writing is better quality that's that's for sure and as long as you're giving the right the input and it, it's it's so clever yeah of course and uh, uh when someone can tell uh google can uh, catch you google uh is looking for ranking great content 
if you create mm -hmm. with AI or without AI, nobody cares. And uh, I spoke with uh, Fabrice Canal from Bing, and he told me, Bing doesn't care. If you use AI, okay, let's do it. Google changed the policy, and I think uh, uh, you need to bring value. If you can do it with AI, do it. If you can't, then think how to adapt AI and uh, use more manual job. I don't know. Yeah, fine, your way. Uh, Jacob, I want to ask about mistakes. I made a lot of mistakes in marketing. I keep doing them. And I don't know another way how to learn. And um, I mentioned, for example, I got results uh, with PR, but I made mistakes before. Uh, when I tried to write press releases, pitch them, I got zero mentions, results. Uh, we spent time to learn how it works. Uh, and uh, I think it's part of the process to make mistakes. Uh, sorry for my dogs, they usually take part on my podcast. But uh, I want to ask you <laughs> about uh, mistakes that we can avoid from your experience. For example, you know companies still do these mistakes, but uh, your tips how to avoid them. Okay, so mistakes, how I see them, uh, lessons learned, I've definitely made a lot of them. And it's easy to say in hindsight, that's for sure. But, you know, common mistakes are, you know, not doing the proper research first and just mm -hmm. investing in writing and keywords without actually seeing, do you have a chance to rank for this? Are you wasting your time like and resources by going after this keyword when clearly like the top 10 results are just, you know, the big players? And, you know, it's very rare to be able to compete with them when they have like domain ratings of plus 90 and you're like a small blog. So you have to be realistic with your strategy and uh, plan accordingly. I think that is the biggest mistake people make is that they, they go after really big uh, keywords and they don't actually do the, the proper research. So yeah. to counter that, you have to understand what you, where you are, right? Where, what playing field are you playing in? and then look at the keywords that you can potentially rank for. I'm not saying you can't ever rank with the big boys. I was for like a, a year or so. I'm, I'm like, I'm 76 in domain rating and I was playing with the 99 pluses for a long time. But since last year when Google changed all their algorithms, that's totally changed. So it really, you have to understand where you are currently. So I cannot, I cannot compete with them currently, but that doesn't mean we can't improve constantly put out content, improve our rankings, get more links back and build our profile. So it's just like balance of, well, where are you now and where do you want to be? What content do I need to produce now to get there? Uh, and it has to be reflective of your goal. So you always have to keep that end goal in mind. Why are you here? Why are you doing this? And how am I going to get there? That's the frame of thinking that I use. Yeah, nice. And uh, you mentioned about to make this research, uh, proper research. And uh, I want to ask about priorities. You know, when I open SEMrush, IHRS, any other great tools, Serenkin, uh, I can type any keyword to get plus 100,000 keywords, sometimes millions of keywords. <laughs> it's tough to choose right keywords. And uh, I see it's a big issue when companies chase almost all list uh, you can create a lot of content even big companies have a big struggle to create content for all possible keywords and mm. we don't need to do it for example if i take keyword seo how i can compete with limited resources with mm. google itself with moss neil patel uh, and the second doesn't mean even ranking the skin keyword you can get results uh, 
it depends on your buying persona and uh, uh, you can find many other key ones that will provide results i want to ask about priorities and filtering removing mm -hmm. fluff from a huge list uh, how you do it uh, how you find right keywords and prioritize which keywords you can take first second and uh, yeah go. so ahrefs uh, is the tool i use uh, so there's many tools out there but the strategy that we use is understanding the keyword difficulty like how what can we play with so like a year ago we could play with like 50 to 70 maybe 90 if it was like very good article but these days it's more like 30 to 50. so understanding where what uh where you generally rank what side of kind of keyword difficulty you rank in and also looking at the volume uh of that keyword you know if that keyword is super high volume and very hard well maybe that's not the one we go after maybe there's a secondary keyword that has you know less um less volume but it's easier to rank for so that's kind of like the the low-hanging fruit that you can uh, pick off finding a keyword that you know the big brands may not be going after and then using that um, for for your particular approach right so there's different nuances on how people may type in something and you could go after that particular way versus the others or maybe it's a different angle so for example it could be let's say photoshop versus illustrator these are two um, programs in the creative world so it's a comparison article you could do an article like that but it's very competitive or you could say um, you know adobe versus illustrator uh, what is the cheapest for example and that kind of keyword may be less um, you know less used and that would find you know you'll still find people with a different approach that's just one example there's many different other other questions you could ask or different stances but i just want to show that that if you have a different angle on those two things it could um you know it could be more lucrative mm -hmm. yeah nice nice love it love it uh jacob i have a lot of questions but um, i think everyone who can follow you on social media because i saw i follow they can learn a lot more and i still have two final questions very important okay. for my audience uh about your experience uh you have this design background you have experience with aco uh and um, uh, before the podcast you asked me about my audience and uh, i wanna help my audience um, two different people the first people founders of companies who are looking for ways to learn the basic and cooperate with great experts like you and the second students who are looking for ways to learn from scratch uh, especially today when we have ai a bunch of tools automation uh, so i want to ask you if you started today from scratch without any experience knowledge skills it's your first day in branding in aco uh, and what will you do if you started everything from scratch Okay, so I'm a branding expert, so I'm going to give you my what I run my clients through. So there's a few things you want to understand. It's like, well, first off, what are your goals? Why are you here? What is what are your intentions? You have to have that in mind. So otherwise, you don't know where you're going. You're just going to get lost. So understanding your goals, then you have to set up your foundations. Like, what is your purpose? What's your vision? What's your mission? And what are your values? Like, how are you going to show up? So that's basically the foundation. That's where I'd start. Then I'd move into how you're positioned as a brand. Basically, what makes you different? Why should someone choose you? And how you find that positioning is by looking at a number of different things. Number, number one 
is your company. You know, what do you do? What offer offers do you have? What value do you bring? Number two, who is it for? You know, defining your audience is crucial. And uh, number three, who are you up against? How are you going to stand out in the marketplace? So those are some really big questions that you have to ask yourself when you're starting out. Once you have that in place, then you move into building your brand and you have to give your brand a tone of voice, a personality. And this is basically how your brand is expressed. Uh, it can be you know, visually, it can be audio and so forth. So that is the brand expression phase. And you'll have to create an identity for your brand. So logos, fonts, colors, uh, graphics, social media, all of that, that's part of your identity. And then from there, you move into your marketing phase. So how are you going to connect with your audience? How are you going to make your content, your offers relevant to them? Some big questions. And that's your marketing phase. So that's when you're, you'll start building out your online presence, your website, your social media. You have to craft the right message to connect with them and to uh, provide value and build trust and eventually you know, sell your whatever you're selling, your widgets. So that's how I'd approach it. And you know, there's many uh, mechanics behind that. There's many different yeah. tactics on how you achieve that, whether it's social media or SEO or whatever it may be. So that's the tactics. But before you even move into the tactics, you have to get those that foundation right, get your brand in the right place, and then go and uh, you know scale. Nice, nice, valuable, valuable. And my final question about the future. Uh, you know, in, in digital marketing, uh, we adapt fast. Uh, I think even faster than at any other niche occupations. For example. When I spoke with my brothers, uh, they have good salary, results in accounting, but nothing changed since, I don't know, like <laughs> from for 20 years. Uh, the same calculation, spreadsheet, nothing special. Mm -hmm. uh, in marketing, I change a lot. Uh, mm -hmm. For 15 years, probably, if I use, yeah, I, I don't think that I, I can use even one method that I used 15 years ago. Yeah, uh, like we can write, but it's not like to cooperate with uh, specialists who can write about anything. We outsource great experts. We search them to check portfolio experience. Uh, we cooperate with experts who can write for Forbes, investor pay the big websites because I know my results depend on this. It's better for me to uh, order one text than 10 or 100 other texts, but uh, one text with high quality is more important. But um, I wanna, I'm not sure about the future. And let me explain why. Uh, for example, uh, since ChatGPT appealed, 12% uh, of users are looking for answers on ChatGPT or other AI tools, Bart, uh, including me. I ask a lot of questions. ChatGPT, you mentioned that you use this tool daily. And um, uh, for example, sometimes I can get much faster and better results on uh, AI tools than uh, in Google. For example, mm -hmm. uh, I decided to buy Tesla in Florida. So I search uh, on Google uh, the answer to question, can I use this autopilot self-driver's feature? And I, I couldn't find the answer to simple question. Uh, I found this answer for a few seconds on BART. Uh, many uh, other great examples because Google can list content 10 pages, uh, blue links. Uh, yeah, sometimes we have feature snippets, uh, other blogs. But anyway, we need to search from this information. Chatbots can reply much faster, you know, uh, to give 
uh, the specific answers i can't say of course not sometimes uh, wrong results not accurate but for me i can save time if i know the topic i, I can understand that's correct or not so uh, you mentioned many times that seo can help you but uh, i'm not sure about the future when i ask my son 50 years old um, to search something on google he uses tiktok <laughs> so mm -hmm. he, yeah. he doesn't care about google so yeah. uh, i don't think that google will be like this that we have today probably google it's a big company can change uh this system search system we see this uh, search generative experience uh, probably other features will come and uh, so i want to ask you your prediction about the future and how you are going to adapt to this possible future okay there's a lot to unpack there <laughs> the, <laughs> the future is here in my opinion like we're, we're seeing it every day and it's evolving so quickly um, if you just think about, you know, AI generation, image generation a year ago, it was like laughable, but now it's like so scary that you can't even tell the difference. And often it's even better than a real photo. So that's, that's how fast things are progressing. The AI video is going to be, um, I think 2024 is you know, like the year of AI video. So that's what I predict. I also ran a uh, survey, a state of brand survey with branding professionals to understand their point of view when it came to the future of brand. It's a different lens, but what people really thought about was authenticity. You know, how, how can we prove that we are us and show up authentically and stand out from all this other garbage, AI generated content and bots and so forth? And how can we personalize the experience to each individual? That's another um, key aspect. So those were what others were predicting as the future or where the emphasis should be put, you know, authenticity and personalization uh, and purpose, right? Like why are you doing what you do and what impact are you making? So those sorts of questions are a different way of thinking, not just, hey, what tool am I going to use? How am I going to achieve this? It's like, well, how can I make a, a greater impact? And I think that's a different way to, to think about things. So I'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. We can ask and speak about that a lot, <laughs> discuss. And uh, But uh, anyway, guys, as I mentioned, I follow Jacob on social media. So you can follow Jacob Cass uh, on LinkedIn or uh, let us know which way is better to keep learning from you, to reach out to you. Yep. Yeah, so I, I will. Um, JustCreative.com is my website. On there, there is a free branding briefcase. And inside that briefcase is a bunch of design, branding, and business resources. So it's all for free. You can download it uh, in exchange for your email, of course. But inside, there is a brand strategy workbook. There is a branding uh, mini course uh, that you can download. There's a bunch of resources such as fonts and, um, you know, branding resources i won't get into all of them there's a logo design inspiration ebook there's a lot of resources that can help with growing your brand so yeah you can you can go to justcreative.com and all my social handles are pretty much just creative or jacob cass so i'm on a lot of them nice nice guys you can find all the links in the description below listen to us on apple google spotify thanks again a big pleasure. I love it. So valuable. You know how to share this valuable bombs. So I need to figure <laughs> Thank out. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, Great questions. Can... 
Yeah, uh, guys, I recommend to anyone to follow Jacob Cass on social media because I do it and you need to do it as well. Open this website. Uh, keep learning because marketing is a quickly changing world. You need to adapt fast. If you do it, that everything will be fine at any environment. Okay, guys, love you. See you. Thanks for tuning in to Unmiss. Enjoyed the show? Drop us a review on your favorite platform and help us spread the digital marketing wisdom. See you next episode.